0: listening to audio from Faith Church, located
1: on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. Hi, I'm Lucy Pecklow. I am a freshman at Iwoo. I have definitely missed faith a lot, but I'm able to stay plugged in and I found a good home church at Indian Wesleyan. Today's scripture reading comes from John chapter 11, verses 17 through 27.
0: didn't want to end because it was so good. Uh, Our family had a day like that a number of years ago at Disney World in Florida. Uh, The sun was shining, uh, the park was not too crowded, and the kids did not badger us for a lot of expensive Disney memorabilia. Uh, Funny how parents and kids can define a great day in different ways. Uh, If it had been up to me and Amelia, my wife, the perfect day probably would not have included the Magic Kingdom, it would have been more like uh, the magic quiet spot on a beach somewhere. Uh, but we had a wonderful time, and uh, part of that was uh, due to the fact that we only had to wait a few minutes to get on Space Mountain, not long after we got into the park, the roller coaster. And because there wasn't much of a line, the kids said, let's do it again, and again, and again, and again. And I think we went on Space Mountain five times. Uh, It was just uh, one of those things that um, the kids thought was awesome, and I think we were the ones that finally said, I literally cannot do this again. Uh, It was a great day, and part of what made it uh, extra special is that when we walked in the park, we were gifted by a Disney employee with a special magic fast pass which let us skip the lines on some of the most popular rides in the park. So for a brief moment, we got to experience the lifestyle of the rich and famous. Uh, We really enjoyed walking past a big crowd of people in the heat of the day to get on the log flume ride. Uh, That was pretty awesome. But like all great days and like all bad days, it of course had to come to an end. We left the park, went back to the hotel, got up the next morning, got in the car, and drove, you know, 14 hours back home, and went back to school and work and bills and chores and all the rest of it. Uh, Even though uh, a day at Disney was not my dream vacation, we had a good time, and yet, have you ever noticed that even in those good moments, it still can sometimes feel like there's something missing? Like, maybe you just want more of it, or even if you were able to get more of it, you don't know if that's really what it is that, that you like. Have you ever noticed, for example, that you can get tired even of really good things that you enjoy? Uh, for a number of years, we, uh, when we lived in St. Louis, we bought passes to Six Flags St. Louis because it cost, uh, you know, twice as much as a one-day ticket. And we would go two or three times a year, and then after doing that for a couple of years, the kids got to the point of saying like, I don't know, do we really want to go to Six Flags? I mean, it's like a 40-minute drive, and there's all the crowds, and one of our family's favorite movies is The Princess Bride, Uh, but we have not watched it in a while, and I think it's because we know all the lines, and we know what's going to happen next. Can you get tired even of a good thing? It seems inconceivable. <laughs> and so we try and recreate happy moments sometimes. Maybe we look back to the past with nostalgia, or uh, maybe we just try and get more of what it is that we think is going to satisfy us and, and make us happy. And yet, even those good things make us wanting for more, wanting for something deeper, right? I think part of it is we, we want our lives to matter, right? We, we want our lives to be about something, and to have a meaning that doesn't just end even in this life for the 40 or 60 or 80 or however many years we have here. Deep down, we, we want a life that matters, and we want to know that it goes on in some way, Well, that brings us to our passage today in John chapter 11. If you haven't, go ahead and uh, turn there in your Bibles. We are in uh, John chapter 11 in the New Testament, and uh, the background to this story that we heard read is that uh, Lazarus and his sisters were very close friends of Jesus, and Lazarus had become ill, and uh, Martha sent word to Jesus saying, the one that you love is sick, come quickly. Jesus doesn't show up for four days. And when he does, Martha comes out in verse 21 and says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about Martha's statement later, but the main thing to notice here is what Jesus says. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha says, yeah, I I know in the resurrection at the last day. Uh, it, it seems like she 's sort of taking Jesus' statement as kind of you know standard things that you would say to console someone who's suffered a loss, oh he 's in a better place and and Jesus is connecting to this hope that one day that God will raise up his people again and you know in a world where there's no pain and no sorrow, and Martha apparently sort of feels like, well that doesn't help me much now, but yeah that's nice of you to say Jesus, but Jesus is not offering just... A sentimentality or, or some kind of a platitude here. Look at what he goes on to say. I am the resurrection and the life, and whoever believes in me, even though he or she dies, yet they shall live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. We've been studying our way through these I am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. Jesus says, I am the bread of life, and He's speaking to this longing that we have to, to be satisfied, to have our desires filled in a good way. When when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, He's speaking to our desire to, to see and to be led in good ways. When He says, I am the good shepherd, that's resonating with our desire for a leader who will take us in good paths and even sacrifice to bring us into something bigger than ourselves. And, and and we want all of those things, and we don't want it to end. That's what brings us to the key idea of this passage. Jesus alone gives meaning and hope. If you're following along in, in your kids' notes or taking notes for yourselves, the, the key idea is that Jesus alone is the one who gives meaning and hope to our lives. Jesus gives meaning. That's He's the one who makes sense of our lives. He's the one who leads us to real life, and and he's the one who gives us hope, who can guarantee that God's good purposes will stand, that they will go on even beyond this life and this world. Well, let's get in our text. Jesus does not go to heal Lazarus when he becomes sick. And back in the earlier part of the chapter... We find out why. Jesus says, or John records in verse 5 Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loves them, but he does not go to them. And he tells us why in verse 4. When Jesus heard, that Lazarus was sick, he said, this illness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God so the Son of God may be glorified through it. That doesn't sound very loving. But John is saying Jesus is showing his love to them by letting Lazarus die and letting them go through grief so that they would see who Jesus is. It was actually the loving thing to do for Jesus to let them suffer in order for them to see him and understand who he is. That is the central purpose, John says, of his gospel, that these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ and believing in him have life. Because he is the the one and only of the Father, full of grace and truth. God reveals his grace, his goodness, his kindness, his love, his holiness to us in Jesus. And, And that ultimately, of course, finds its climax at the cross and in Jesus' resurrection. And seeing that, believing that, building our lives around it is life. It's what gives meaning and makes sense of life. That's the first thing to get here, that we need to look to Jesus alone for meaning in life because Jesus alone can make sense of life. Jesus tells us a little later in this gospel, in chapter 17, that his prayer that he prays as he's leaving to go back to the Father, is that people would know the Father through the Son and so have eternal life, have life that doesn't just go on in an extra length, but actually has meaning beyond this life. This is eternal life, Jesus says, to know you and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That is the meaning the purpose that makes sense out of life. Think about it. I mean, Martha and Mary have lost their brother. Their family was significant to them. But if family is the meaning of my life, and when I lose a loved one, when my family is fractured or broken or torn apart by divorce, my life loses meaning. If work gives meaning to my life. Success, accomplishment, financial security is the meaning of my life. When those things are threatened, I can't make any sense out of life. All I can do is desperately try and get those things back. When my health is endangered, if health is the meaning of my life, then when I get old, when I become frail, when I become sick, my life becomes pointless. And there's no reason to go on. If we ask, demand, expect that God loves us in the way that the world defines love, the way the world defines life, we won't really know what love or life is. Do do you see that? When Jesus says, I am the life, knowing me is life, that means now I find life in all those other things. If Jesus is my life and he is the meaning, then that shapes how I live in my family, how I do my work, how I care for my neighbors, how I spend my money, how I respond when things don't go my way. And and how many of us can testify to the fact that God has taken us through dark, hard, difficult things, but because Jesus is the meaning of our lives, We're not destroyed when those things are threatened. And instead, God actually meets us with himself and gives us his presence and his purpose in the middle of the suffering and the trial and the loss so that we experience more of him in those times. To know Jesus is what makes sense of everything that we're going through. You know, there are a few friends that I have who are facing some really very serious illnesses and health problems that may mean they don't have long to live that's heavy but they're not living with heaviness they're actually living with meaning and purpose in the middle of cancer diagnosis and treatments because the meaning that's invested in the middle of those things is the prayer that god would use this sickness to give me opportunities to tell people about jesus the prayer that as my life is ending that unsaved people in my family could come to see and trust that jesus is the resurrection and the life when jesus is our meaning That makes sense of everything else that's going on, and it gives us a purpose in all those things. How many of you have known that joy, that blessing of Jesus meeting you in the middle of trial and loss and confusion and pain and bringing purpose into it because He is your life, and that makes sense out of everything you're going through? You know, some of you may know the old country song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. And sometimes we can be looking for life in all the wrong places. Trying to get a meaning and a significance out of life from things that were not meant to give it, like health or financial security or excitement and adventure or romance or connection with other people. And just about all of those things have been taken away from us, especially over the last eight, nine, ten months, whatever it is now. If those things are what give me meaning, being able to know what the future holds, being able to plan ahead, how do I deal with those things then when it's all taken away? But if Jesus is my life, then Jesus gives meaning to my life in all those things. I have his life right here, right now. There's not some bigger, better life out there that I need to go find in in order to make sense of it all. And the other thing to take away from this is Jesus does not show his love mainly by sparing us difficulty and loss. He loves Mary and Martha and Lazarus and he lets one of them die and two of them grieve. Don't measure God's love for you by how much health and success and security and comfort and happiness come into your life. I think what Jesus is saying is we we could measure God's love for us by how much of himself he shows to you, how much you are able to grow in seeing and treasuring the beauty and the glory and the goodness of Jesus. Maybe it'd be worth asking, how can I live out a meaning in my life right now that has to do with the life that Jesus has called me to? The life that he's calling us to is the life of God himself, a life of joy and self-giving and other-centeredness and blessing. How can God give meaning to what I'm doing in my everyday life today? Because Jesus alone is what gives meaning to all those things, to work and school and chores and paying bills and all of it. Look to Jesus alone for meaning. The problem, of course, is that joy and purpose and serving others and blessing and seeing God make a difference in other people's lives through you Death ends all of it, doesn't it? I mean, no more celebrations, no more family meals, no more praying with kids at night as you tuck them into bed, no more enjoying the beauty of what God's made. No plans, no purposes, no projects. It just, it's dead. And Jesus is... Here, talking with Martha, where she says in verse twenty-one, "Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask, God will give you." Now, I, don't, I don't think Martha is expecting Jesus to raise Lazarus because later, when he goes to do that, Martha sort of objects and says, well, "I'm not sure that's a good idea, Jesus. You might want to rethink that." I, I think, I think it's uh, just a statement of. Uh, the regret and the loss and the trust that I I know God is still good and he's working through you even though there's really not any hope in this situation. Jesus says in verse 23, your brother will rise again and not just at the last day, but even though he dies, yet he shall live and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die you see what Jesus is getting at here? He's saying, Martha, you're expecting the Messiah to show up someday and bring resurrection and life. I'm telling you, I'm him. And that means resurrection is here now, today, not just someday out in the future. I am what Lazarus needs, and I am what you need. Lazarus needs to be raised, and I will raise him up you need life here and now and i'm here to give you that life and the hope that everything you're trusting in and looking for is not going to be interrupted by death i am life and because i have life martha death cannot defeat me i'm greater and that means if you are with me then nothing can interrupt my plans and purposes in you There is not one second in your life in which you will be outside of God's care and God's control and God's work and God's purposes, and I will keep you eternally with him. That's where Jesus is saying, look to me alone for hope. Look to Jesus alone for hope. That's what resurrection means. It's hope, not just for some future event, but resurrection, victory, and life here and now, today. Jesus does more than give life. He is life, and therefore, death and loss cannot stop what he is doing. Believers in Christ will experience resurrection, not just someday, but now. Now, because we are with Christ. See, Martha is thinking about resurrection as an event, and Jesus is saying, Martha, I am the resurrection. Resurrection is a person. Martha is thinking about resurrection as uh, kind of an abstract idea somewhere out in the future, and Jesus is saying, no, Martha, it's a personal relationship with me. Martha is thinking that resurrection is some a future victory out there somewhere. And Jesus is saying, no, it's a present reality. It's a gift that I'm giving to you here and now today. See, the, the point is that I have hope now in this life because what Jesus is doing and what he is about has started now already. Resurrection doesn't begin when we die. It begins now when we trust and live in Jesus. The one living and believing in me shall never die. You have resurrection life now. Because Jesus is not the, you know, the I was way back when or the I will be someday. He's the I am. When he's connecting himself to those I am statements, he's saying, I am the God who lives forever. And because I live forever, you live forever with me. Our kids went on a a great couple of uh, mission trips, serve and learn trips, Uh, one to uh, New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, and uh, one to a Native American reservation in South Dakota. Uh, And they didn't go because they were expecting to have a great time. Uh, Their beds were sleeping bags on hard floors. The food was not great. There was no air conditioning, and they had no cell phones or media for a week. And they went, and it was hot, and uh, it was hard work, and they came back dirty and tired and uh, smelly and alive. They came back saying, we loved it. Because we saw how God was making a difference in people's lives. We saw what He was doing in us, and, and we saw how we were connected together with other people who were trying to reflect what Jesus is like in other people's lives. But they came back, and part of the problem, though, is do we know if we'll ever see if anything happened from what we did there? We were there for a week. We don't know if we're ever going to see these kids again. We don't know what God's going to do with the week that we spent there, the effort that we invested. Do you see how Jesus' resurrection promise here answers that. He's saying what you are doing here and now goes on forever. The work that you are doing now, the prayers that you offer now, the giving that you extend now, the love that you pour out onto others now, it it doesn't end when you die. Death does not interrupt that. Resurrection, life, here and now, means that what you are doing continues on. That's the hope that Christ gives because you live forever. And that doesn't start when you die. It's here and now, you see. Jesus gives meaning. He makes sense now even out of separation, out of death and dying and the anticipation that one day our bodies are going to decay. If Jesus doesn't return first, we're going to enter the grave. And that could maybe make us feel like, well, what's the point? Do you see what Jesus is saying? Because I am alive and you are in me, you are alive forever. And that means there is hope for everything that you are doing. Because my purposes will stand and God's purposes will stand. I have hope that the life that I am living now, what I am doing now, what I am investing in, the meaning that God is putting in my life now, it doesn't stop ever that's what encourages us with faithfulness and endurance and perseverance because the life that i'm living now not only has meaning here but eternally the schoolwork that i'm doing the job that i'm performing the the service that i'm doing for others the the love that i'm trying to extend jesus is saying look d- death is not the important thing that doesn't end anything Of what you're doing death is only the doorway that you're going to go through to enter into an even fuller life of what you have already been doing so if you want to increase your joy eternally jesus is saying put the meaning in your life around me because i am the eternal one and i give hope for all that you are doing Eternity is not just more. We we kind of tend to think that it's sort of a, a, a you know an endless buffet like if if I if I think of heaven as being like delicious food well it's just you know a never ending sushi train circling around and, and it just keeps coming. Or will there be heaven, will there be golf in heaven? I maybe I don't know. But wouldn't you get tired of playing golf for eternity? Wouldn't you get tired of the same good food over and over again? See, I think Jesus is saying the hope that we have is that all of those desires are simply the echo, the shadow of what we really long for and what we're made for. And eternal life doesn't just mean the good stuff, the Disney world extending out forever. It means that the joy and and the love and the satisfaction and the blessing that we experience now Is just a down payment of the real joy and life that God will give us, that we will experience eternally. Jesus makes the most incredible statement. He presents the world's most amazing offer I am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus promises life to whoever will believe in him, whoever sees and puts their trust in him as the one who is the resurrection and the life. And the only qualification is to claim that for yourself. He makes the most incredible offer and he asks the most important question. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Now, we often think of Martha as you know, the one who's critical of her sister and she's complaining about all the stuff that has to get done in the kitchen and why isn't Mary helping me? Don't miss this amazing statement of faith and insight here. Yes, Lord, I believe. You are the Christ the anointed one, the one set apart by God, the son of God, the unique son of God who is coming into the world, the one who is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. Do you believe? If you do, you have crossed from death to life, and your life now has meaning and hope because it's in Christ. Do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and that is the most important thing about you and about your life? Oh, believe in him, trust him, hope in him, find your life in him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace and goodness to us in sending your Son, who is life and who gives meaning to us, who makes sense of everything. Father, I'm sure there are some here who are struggling with all kinds of loss and sorrow, and grief and uncertainty and pain. I pray that, Jesus, you will meet them and give meaning to them in that, and give hope. Hope that you are bigger, you are greater, and there is purpose in all of it, and nothing will undo your purposes for us. Father, if there are any hearing me today who have never trusted in you and come to know you as the resurrection and the life, oh Jesus, help them to see. Help us to believe. Help us to find our life in you because you are the resurrection and the life. We pray in your name. Amen.